0: C. diff spores and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at cloroxhealthcare.com. Welcome to C-Diff Spores and More with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C-Diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala
1: Welcome to the program, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. We would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Please visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products keeping environments safer. Cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash radio. Our guest today is a well-known healthcare provider, Dr. Neil I. Mooney, MD MPH, President and CEO of CUTIS Pharma. And he's joining us today to introduce and discuss FurVanc, the newly FDA-approved vancomycin oral solution. Welcome to the program, Dr. Mooney.
2: Hello, thank you.
1: Oh, you're so welcome, and thanks for joining us. And Dr. Mooney, can you tell us a little bit about the history of Qtis Pharma?
2: Sure, sure. So Qtis Pharma is in its 20th year of of business. We uh, are celebrating our 20th anniversary today and the company was founded by my father with the singular focus of helping the pharmacist community make compounded medications safer, convenient, and, and more accessible for the patients that they take care of. And so QDIS Pharma occupies a very unique niche, at least in the the pharmaceutical market. And and we've really stayed focused on the compounding area of of unmet needs and the patients that need therapies that require a custom prepared either solution or suspension and develop products to to make that easier for pharmacists to compound and and hence have better quality uh, for the patients that uh, require compounded preparations.
1: That's wonderful. And, Doctor, happy 20th anniversary. That's such an accomplishment. We're so happy for you. That's great news. And, Doctor, can you tell us what is the vision of the company and what makes Qtis Pharma unique?
2: Yes. So the vision for us has been very, very focused, um, and and it's really stayed largely the same for these past 20 years. Um, Our goal and our mission has always been to make healthcare better, for patients that represent vulnerable populations, meaning the elderly and children who are unable to take what's commercially available, FDA approved, for example, uh, tablets or capsules. Uh, there, there's a side set, uh, subset population who simply can't take uh, tablets or pills because they can't swallow them. It's very difficult to administer. And, and this is a population that has a significant unmet need for high-quality therapies uh, that need to be prepared by pharmacists uh, in, in, in the realm of compounding because there is nothing that's available for them. And so we took that mission to heart 20 years ago. and and really focused a lot of R&D work and and innovation into providing standardized kits or ways that pharmacists can make these therapies available to their patients in a standardized, efficient, uh, cost-efficient, and safer manner compared to that of regular compounding. And that really is what made us very unique. If you can imagine 20 years back, a lot of the pharmaceutical industry was not focused on these small types of niche markets. Um, They were focused on large blockbuster therapies and areas that uh, were significantly larger. Despite the fact that it's a smaller subset of the market, there's still a significant unmet need by these patients, and we really wanted to dedicate ourselves to improving their health and, and by providing better therapies for them. And, and so the niche that we've occupied is actually that—that that is really what makes us unique. Um, we we have a an offering or a portfolio offering of of products to pharmacists that really nobody else has, and and it's um, allowed us to to really provide a significant amount of value uh, to pharmacists uh, that need to compound uh, on a day to day basis.
1: And that's wonderful, and it is such an uh, a necessity in healthcare. And doctor, can you explain to our listeners what exactly is compounding?
2: Sure. So compounding, and probably it's been in the news lately for the past two to three years, and unfortunately not for for good things. And I think that's part and parcel the problem with compounding. So compounding is, at its essence, old school medicine. This is how hundred years ago, or even longer how medicines were prepared for patients, meaning that a, a patient would go to a druggist or a chemist, as I guess they used to be called, and they would concoct some sort of recipe using a variety of different things, all individualized, again, not standardized, not quality controlled, but that, that's what it was. This, is, this predates FDA. This predates uh, uh, manufacturing science and, and GMP regulations to, to bring quality into manufacturing. And for the most part, over the last 30 to 40 years, with the advent of quality control, with FDA regulations, control of pharmaceutical manufacturing, compounding really was relegated to a small niche of the pharmaceutical industry. By our estimation, probably about 3 to 5% of all prescriptions dispensed in the U.S. are, are compounded by a pharmacist. Um, however, the pharmaceutical market is very large, and so 3 to 5% still represents a very significant volume of prescriptions. And having said that, because, again, it was a very small sector of, of the pharmaceutical industry, truth of the matter is it was largely overlooked. It was allowed to, to really function autonomously without regulation. Uh, FDA really didn't have enforcement authority with respect to compounded drugs or, or pharmacies that compound drugs and a lot of state boards of pharmacy, frankly, were not focused on that. They, they had other higher priorities to work on, and, and so this sector of the industry was largely overlooked. And you can imagine that that's a recipe for disaster. If you don't have federal oversight, if the state boards of pharmacy – which are supposed to provide regulatory oversight and inspections are are applying their enforcement haphazardly um, or or not at all. And this by its very definition is is a cottage industry, the meaning that there's there's really limited quality control, no standardization. It's all customized. It it is a recipe for, for significant problems happening. And unfortunately that is what happened Um, in 2013 there was a fungal meningitis outbreak. Um, by, and it was caused by a compounding pharmacy distributing drugs that really should not have been distributed. A poor quality control caused fungal contamination. And, and I think it was about 50 patients uh, died nationwide. And unfortunately, as, as I'm sure you can appreciate and, and often the case with government regulation in in general, it takes a catastrophe like that to force government to act and and, and really to to provide a wake-up call to the community to compel people to act. And and act, they did. It took that national tragedy to allow Congress to have the visibility as to the loopholes that this sector had been allowed to operate for, for quite some time. And they passed legislation called the DQSA. Um, and really Drug Quality Security Act at the end of 2013. And some of it was that it gave FDA enforcement power or authority over uh, compounding pharmacies and pharmacists that compound, and which was much needed. It was unfortunately took that, but the, the good news is that in the past three years since the legislation has been passed, the FDA has been taking steps in earnest to improve the regulation, to improve oversight, to, to really enforce a lot of good quality regulations or practices that were already on the books, but frankly, just not being enforced. And so there still is a ways to go. I, I, unfortunately, as I'm sure you can appreciate, it takes time for what has otherwise been a very diffuse array of, of pharmacies operating in different settings in different states to really elevate the standards of quality control to what's required but it seems like it, things are headed in that right direction, and, and so compounding, at its very nature, is really for patients requiring a customized preparation of a drug that's not available as an FDA-approved uh, commercially available product, and and hence um, require a pharmacist to custom prepare something for them.
1: Exactly. Wow, that's very informative, Doctor, and a lot of information there, and. Can you, can you talk about more about the problem and what does q Pharma products do to help pharmacists and patients?
2: Sure, sure.
1: So at its essence,
2: even with better regulation, uh, better enforcement, everything that's, that's come to bear and in, in the direction that the industry is headed, there still is a fundamental issue with regard to compounding compared to, say, FDA-approved drugs. And and a lot of it comes down to the lack of standardization. Um, By its very nature, compounding is highly individualized, meaning that uh, different pharmacies may have different recipes, so to speak, as to how do you grind a tablet and mix it with some liquid uh, with excipients, excipients meaning things like uh, flavor masks, buffers, preservatives, um, suspending media, whatever have you. And so if you had the same prescription, say for a uh, proton pump inhibitor that needs to be in a suspension, or in this case, a vancomycin uh, solution, and you gave that prescription to 10 different pharmacies, there's a very good chance you might get 10 slightly different preparations back. And even though there are general guidelines with respect to best practices for compounding and recipes are available online, and the United States Pharmacopeia, or USP for short, has best practice guidelines and what are called monographs that really articulate what pharmacists should do, you can appreciate that there's always going to be some degree of variation. And so sometimes it's fairly benign, and it doesn't lead to impact on, on patients, but sometimes it could lead to changes, meaning that the actual concentrations of what's being compounded uh, may differ. There could be something that falls outside of what's an appropriate concentration. These excipients and things that um, flavor mask or taste mask or buffers, whatever have you, may alter the chemical composition of the drug. Um, some drugs are very sensitive to pH shifts, for example. And so if you were to make the pH significantly more either basic or acidic than what that drug should be in an aqueous environment, it, it may impact the activity of the drug. And so those issues are still there, despite the fact that there's better regulation, certainly better enforcement, um, and things are headed that way. You're always going to have that fundamental issue that there is a lack of that standardization. And there's heterogeneity over quality control. I I think some, for sure, some pharmacies, many pharmacies have outstanding practices in terms of uh, compliance with following guidelines, regulations, and quality oversight. Unfortunately, there are some that um, leave a lot to be lacking. And so what our products provide, the the first unit of use kit portfolio, which is the, the name of that portfolio, is essentially everything a pharmacist that needs to compound a prescription is contained in a single box. There's no weighing. There's no measuring. There's no need for any glassware or having to go scrounge for ingredients in the pharmacy. All the pharmacist needs to do is essentially take the box, open it up, there's one bottle that has uh, pre-weighed, pre-measured active drug in it, another bottle that has flavor masked, buffered, uh, preservative added diluent, diluent meaning liquid, and all the pharmacist needs to do is to pour that diluent bottle into the drug bottle, uh, shake the, the mixture for 30 to 60 seconds, and they're done, and they give it to the patient. And that's provided a great value to pharmacists that either don't compound often, don't want to compound because compounding itself at its essence can be time consuming, can be messy, um, and especially for those that don't do it often, it could present an unnecessary burden to their to their daily pharmacy practice, and essentially simplifies it. I, I like to say it's it's like the uh, the betty crocker of of compounding, meaning that you know it, we basically dummy proof it and it allows a pharmacist to be able to comply with regulations in a far easier fashion than it would be if they had to really do everything uh, from scratch.
1: Wow, that's wonderful, Doctor. And um, right now, we are going to uh, take a break. And thank you for introducing us to QDIS Pharma and sharing the imp- important information to help our listeners have a better understanding about the QDIS Pharma organization. When we return, we will be discussing for a bank... Uh, the newly FDA approved product from Cutus Pharma with Dr. Neil Mooney, President and CEO of Cutus Pharma. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? For additional information on hand-washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org.
1: Now back to our program.
0: Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala.
1: Welcome back to the program and thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Dr. Neil Nooney, MD, MPH, president and CEO of Cutis Pharma. Joining us to introduce and discuss Furbank. The newly FDA-approved vancomycin oral solution. Welcome back to the program, doctor. Thank you. You're welcome. And before break, um, you were discussing the importance of uh, the compounding. And doctor, why did the Cutis Pharma company seek FDA approval for vancomycin solution? Well, it's,
2: it's a good question. It is as mentioned beforehand that we we have a compounding kit. Uh, called the first vancomycin uh, unit of use compounding kit that's currently on the market for pharmacists to compound a vancomycin oral solution. And, and we do get that often, a, a question from a lot of the pharmacists that use the product right now, that uh, why did you seek FDA approval? Uh, what is the, the value of that? I think there are a few key reasons. Um, you know, I think one for sure is the fact that even though our compounding kits sure make compounding more convenient for pharmacists um, more standardized uh, accessible in a sense by by allowing any pharmacist to do that that there still is and I think rightly so uh, a perception amongst the provider community and patients that there's nothing better or nothing beats the gold standard of safety and efficacy for products that are marketed uh, than an FDA approved drug and it should be that way Um, and with that There are a lot of other benefits that come with that, and and benefits in the sense that that allows for greater accessibility by patients. Um, The insurance is a large response to a lot of the problems that have been in compounding. Um, I'm I'm very sympathetic to that managed care and insurance significantly started cutting down reimbursement uh, for compounded preparations or, or drugs that are not FDA approved. In this case, uh, largely because of the fact that, uh, unfortunately, there were some unscrupulous compounding pharmacies that took advantage of the loopholes. They mentioned uh, the loopholes in uh, regulatory oversight. There are also loopholes with respect to managed care. This was an area under their radar... But unfortunately, costs started going through the roof because of overcharging, et cetera. And so managed care started to significantly curtail reimbursement of compounded drugs. And and unfortunately, while our products were not a source of the problem, they were actually, in fact, uh, helped reduce the reimbursement burden. Um, They were sort of lumped into all of that, almost look at as collateral damage in a sense. And so... What that did, unfortunately, is restrict access to some patients who, despite the fact that our kits were affordable, um, if they were not covered by insurance and hence um, the only payment would be a copay, they were out of reach um, by many patients. And so by virtue of getting the FDA approval and and keeping costs affordable, that benefits a lot of patients in that regard by hopefully easing access, opening up access to reimbursement. Um, Medicare, Medicaid, for an example have always had as a policy that they do not cover unapproved drugs. And because our patient populations for kits, including vancomycin, is predominantly uh, elderly, and hence, predominantly, you're going to have a lot of uh, Medicare Medicaid uh, in that population, that's a, a group of patients that would benefit significantly by virtue of having the vancomycin drug approved. So I, that's that's certainly one key reason. Another reason is... Based on the needs of the community, um, one one thing that we became aware of is that because of the fact that um, the vancomycin kit, first unit of use vancomycin kit, is not approved, there is no approved drug labeling. Again, that this is essentially what the kits are are bulk ingredients for pharmacists to compound preparations. They're not approved drugs. They're not finished drugs. And so, as such, they don't have drug labeling, meaning an indication statement, uh, safety data, efficacy data. And to satisfy the need of prescribers and patients and health systems that would like to have that type of information, having that information available by virtue of getting the drug approved and therefore having an indication statement, having safety data, uh, efficacy data, drug-drug interaction data to be able to be provided with that provides a significant service uh, to the clinical community and pharmacist community um, in order for them to have more knowledge uh, of the information. Uh, one issue that had come up, again, because of the ambiguity in compounding and, and all the issues were there, is that a, uh, one of the drug listing services that usually provide drug information to health systems and pharmacists and clinicians to make decisions decided not to continue listing compounded types of products or preparations um, and, and again unfortunately ours fell into that as well which meant that the accessibility of information from drug listing uh, was reduced by those that used uh, that specific drug listing service to get that info. By virtue of the approval though that's not an issue and it would be listed and widely available in terms of the information uh, to all health users. And, and the last bit too is because of the fact that it, the, the compounding kits are just kits for pharmacists and are not approved uh, drugs, we were quite limited in what we could say about that in, in, in terms of informing the prescriber community and informing the pharmacist community. By virtue of the approval, we can be very specific and, and directive with respect to what the drug is. So FurVank is the brand name of the approved version of, of the first kit, which we will uh, be shortly bringing out to the market. Fervink is an approved drug and, as such, has approved drug labeling and So, For example, uh, Clostridium difficile-associated uh, diarrhea is the, the lead-in indication. And there's clinical data. There's a package insert, all of this, which will be added to all uh, drug listing services, uh, health information services, to allow that information to be out there. Whereas for our first kits, uh, including first vancomycin, it's not of currently available because of regulation.
1: Okay. And doctor, we are so happy and so excited for the pharmacists and the clinical community uh, to be able to um, share this FDA-approved medication with the patients. So thank you again for that.
2: Oh, certainly. We're, we're very pleased. We're, we're pleased with the approval and, and with respect to it too. We've prided ourselves from day one with all our products to uphold the highest standards of, of quality and safety in, in terms of the product itself. And so, truth of the matter is that the uh, the, the Firvenc versus first vancomycin is more or less the physical product itself is, is essentially the same. Um, it's not that the FDA-approved version is a sort of more rigorous version or a higher quality type of product. It's just that there is that distinction that it has gone through the approval process. And mm-hmm. so certainly it has gone through that level of review by FDA. And it's, the approval is an acknowledgment that it's viewed to be a safe and effective drug.
1: Exactly. And, Doctor, after FurBank is launched, what will Q-tis Pharma do with the first vancomycin kit?
2: So our intention will be that as soon as furvanc is launched, and our target launch date is April 2nd, so coming up in in just a little bit over a month, that we will no longer uh, distribute or sell the first vancomycin kit. And the the rationale for that is, as per compounding regulations and uh, laws and guidance, pharmacists are not, or they should not, I should say, compound copies or what's essentially a copy of an FDA-approved commercially available drug. And so with FurVanx availability commercially and being FDA-approved, pharmacists who are following the applicable guidance and laws regarding compounding would not be compliant with regulations if they were continuing to use, either do regular compounding the regular way or, or use that vancomycin kit to compound a preparation. So our plan is essentially to cease distribution of the first vancomycin kit once we're assured that there's adequate supply of FurVanc and available to healthcare providers.
1: Okay. And, Doctor, will FurVanc be made available internationally?
2: We're currently talking to several partners that are very interested in distributing FurVanc overseas. Um, Key priorities for us right now include the European Union, uh, Canada, as well as China. And so these prospective parties are right now looking at to the regulatory pathways and requirements in order to get the products approved and launch in those respective territories.
1: Okay, and before we go to break, doctor, would you like to introduce your additional products available from Qtis Pharma?
2: Sure, no, I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to. So the, the, the key products in our first unit of use compounding kit portfolio besides first vancomycin include a couple proton pump inhibitor suspension products. This is for omeprazole and linseprazole uh, for pharmacists to compound suspensions, oral liquid suspensions of those two drugs. Uh, In addition to that, uh, we have a metronidazole oral suspension compounding kit. Again, same uh, idea that it provides an ability for a pharmacist to compound a metronidazole suspension. We have a Baclofen uh, solution compounding kit, and another key product of ours is our what we call Magic Mouthwash compounding kit. This is, It's a concoction that's used throughout the country. Uh, uh, typical actives include Benadryl, uh, Lidocaine, and Malox. and it's compounded by pharmacists in, in order to provide a preparation for um, oral use. And so that's another um, product that's very popular with pharmacists because it makes it significantly easier to compound that preparation uh, compared to regular compounding.
1: Okay. And, Doctor, we thank you so much for sharing that information with our global listeners. And we are going to pause right now for a commercial break. When we return, Dr. Mooney will be discussing the importance of Furbank's FDA approval and the importance to the clinical community and patients. Please stay tuned. We will be right back after these messages.
0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To help support the Diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free one 844 4 cdiff That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against Diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for Diff infection prevention, treatments and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising Diff awareness and help save lives donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. The c diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C-Diff can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C-Difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the C-Diff Foundation at one 844 4 c one 367 2343 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust.
1: Welcome back to the program and thank you for joining us today. It is a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Dr. Neil Mumini, MD MPH, President and CEO of QDIS Pharma, joining us to introduce and to discuss FurVanc, the newly FDA approved vancomycin oral solution. Welcome back to the program, Doctor. Thank you. You're welcome. Before the commercial break, you were discussing the Furvank and how, when, how and when it will become available. Um, why is FurVanc's approval ap- important to the clinical community?
2: There are two key reasons uh, why the approval is important, and, and this directly gets at, to some of the unmet needs that we're aware of that uh, patients, pharmacists, and physicians have with respect to uh, oral vancomycin and, and getting oral vancomycin. The, the key one is related to accessibility, um, patients being able to have the therapy available. And uh, th- that relates to two issues. Um, one, as I mentioned beforehand, the insurance coverage of, of vancomycin, which is has been limited, at least for oral vancomycin, um, with respect to oral vancomycin capsules as well as compounded therapy, um, vancomycin capsules because of their price, which continues to be extremely high and compounded uh, vancomycin for the reasons I mentioned before that, unfortunately, compounding itself has really uh, come under scrutiny by managed care and has been restricted. And so by virtue of having an affordable FDA-approved liquid product that's not compounded or considered compounding anymore, that'll definitely help patients with respect to the uh, coverage portion uh, and affordability aspect. The other element of accessibility, though, which is, is a key one, is a logistical one. And, and what I mean by that is we, we have heard uh, from a lot of folks who use our product or prescribe it, uh, pharmacists and patients, that a big concern of theirs um, for C. diff patients when they're discharged from the hospital is their ability to fill the remainder of their oral vancomycin therapy to conclude their therapy if, if they're prescribed that um, for treatment for CETF, and that if it takes a couple of days or, or it's hard to find a pharmacy that's stocking the oral vancomycin therapy or does compounding, that there's a high risk of, of re- relapse, essentially a patient coming back to the hospital because they had a gap in their treatment of two to three days of, of receiving oral vancomycin. And that's a big problem. And so one of the benefits by virtue of our product for being FDA approved, is that as per regulations and and practice, it's no longer considered compounding. It's essentially reconstitution of an oral solution product. And in doing so, even though, as I mentioned beforehand, the physical product compared to the the compounding kit is essentially the same, but that regulatory distinction is is a significant one because all the the new regulations that are being put in place at the federal and uh, state level with respect to compounding, or perhaps more importantly, enforcement, better enforcement of existing regulations, has caused a, a good and beneficial change in the sense that you are having pharmacies tighten up their standards. Uh, you're weeding out folks who, frankly, shouldn't be providing compounding services to patients. But it also has the unintended effect of reducing the number of pharmacies that are either able, willing, or interested to provide compounding services. And that unintended consequence of an otherwise well-intentioned plan to to tighten regulation could create logistical hurdles for patients in finding a pharmacy that's willing um, to compound an oral liquid preparation of vancomycin for their patients. And so by virtue of the approval, it, it opens up the ability of any Pharmacy, um, your, your, your quarter pharmacy, your retail pharmacy, a, anywhere that would be able to provide the, the service of dispensing this uh, product, a reconstituted oral vancomycin uh, solution uh, through Furvanque, making it a lot easier for patients because no longer do you have to seek out a specialized pharmacy. Um, that provides these services you could go to any old pharmacy and and they'll provide it and so that's a significant aspect of accessibility that we think will be very beneficial uh, to the patient community and the prescribers that um, uh, take care of these patients in the hospital start their treatment in the hospital and then discharge them. it provides a sense of reassurance that when they discharge their patient um, that they should not have a problem as much a problem logistically in finding a pharmacy that will fill a prescription of oral uh, vancomycin.
1: Exactly. And we thank you so much for that, doctor. And it's such an important um, aspect about the treatment for C. diff. And we appreciate that, really.
2: No, thank you.
1: No, you're welcome. And, doctor, what implication could this FDA-approved product for vanc have on clinical practice and on patients? Well, I
2: think that... One, it provides an added reassurance uh, to physicians that may have had issues with respect to vancomycin either being reimbursed uh, by their provider, or even if reimbursed, still very expensive because of a high out-of-pocket expense for oral vancomycin, um, or just the lack of accessibility of a a pharmacy that's willing to provide this. And so where there could have been either concerns or reluctance to discharge a patient um, out into the community without having access to therapy causing discharge planning uh, concerns, it provides a significant reassurance with respect to that, that when they're prescribing a therapy like this, that it will be like any other drug. In other words, like any tablet or any old thing that they can get at any pharmacy, which becomes more of a routine as opposed to some specialized therapy that may or may not be covered by insurance, that may or may not be done by every pharmacy. And so I think the reassurance is is a big one. Um, Now, the other thing, it's not related specifically to Furbank's approval, but has come out at the same time and and well could be, I think the the listeners are probably very well aware of this, is the updated uh, C. diff treatment guidelines um, that that just have come out in the past couple of weeks that really make very clear the the positioning of vancomycin as a key therapy, a first-line therapy uh, across the disease severity, uh, mild, moderate, severe, Uh, in addition, of course, to fidexomycin, but displacing metronidazole. And with that... There's always, and I think one thing we certainly heard, because uh, we've been close to the community for, for quite some time, that even with these updated guidelines, there was a little bit of reluctance or concern that by displacing metronidazole, even though the data clinically convincingly do show the superiority of a vancomycin compared to metronidazole, that because metronidazole is significantly less expensive or had been compared to oral capsules or compounded vancomycin and with all the accessibility issues with oral vancomycin, you still had folks that would prescribe uh, metronidazole, largely because they would be more reassured that the patient will get the therapy, that one, they could afford it, and two, that they'll be able to fill that script in the pharmacy. And so while Fervank itself will certainly not change practice in the sense that uh, oral vancomycin is well-established and, and has been for quite some time, and these guidelines are, are really what dictate the use, it may provide a little bit more comfort uh, to a physician to prescribe that, even though they would perhaps know that vancomycin is a better therapy. There are circumstances where they may have continued to prescribe metronidazole from a very just practical perspective, meaning that they're more assured that that patient would get it. And now this may help facilitate those physicians to feel more comfortable to go ahead and practice or go ahead and prescribe oral vancomycin in line with the updated treatment guidelines.
1: Exactly. And Dr. Mooney, we know how expensive medication is. Can you share the expense of for
2: Sure. So we, one of the key things for us, and it's really been embedded in our philosophy as a company, is to be very responsible with respect to the prices that we charge. And and we're very realistic. Uh, the oral vancomycin and really all of our products are products that are largely generic, that, that are in markets where, you know, if, if, the alternative therapy is reasonably cost-effective and, and not a major cost driver. We can't; it's it's impractical for us to charge anything significantly higher. And so, for that very reason, um, we our uh, fervent. Bank- kit is priced accordingly. And so the, the list price of, of the FurVank kit, and there are four sizes. And so it it depends based on the overall size. It's a hundred to $125 as far as its list price, meaning that, that that's just the product price as is. And, which represents about, if I recall, the, the latest prices we have for our kit, about 20 to 25% premium over what we currently charge for the, the vancomycin kit. And, and, and a big chunk of that really comes down to our ability to recoup the cost it took to go through the FDA approval process and, and the filing fees and, and, and the added expense through there. But overall, the cost continue to be very reasonable uh, if you look at the cost for example of capsules if you look at uh, vancomycin in this case which still in, in many cases despite the fact that it's been generic for years is still two two 200 plus dollars to fill a prescription ours is is significantly more affordable uh, in that setting and that, to us, is, is an important part. We, we, we have a social responsibility we know um, and we want to to our patients, and we want to make sure that it remains affordable, whether it's covered by insurance or whether it's not covered by insurance. That, um, you know, we, we, we know who our patients are, and we want to make sure that we're providing something that's of value to them and, and that remains affordable.
1: Exactly. We greatly appreciate that. And that's a big factor of treatment and um, the continu- continuity of care because the capsules, as we know, um, patients call us every day. Their, you know, 14-day uh, regimen of treatment, their copay might be $500. And when they're without insurance, the script might be $1,200. So it is a very uh, complex um, you know, uh, treatment plan uh, when you're dealing with C. difficile infections, especially when patients are having more than four, five, and six recurrences. So we thank you and thank QDIS Pharma for this really great news. And, no, Dr., no, it's are there, important for us. Yes, absolutely. And before we go to break, are there other products in development in your RD pipeline that are heading uh, towards NDA filing with the FDA?
2: So as a matter of fact, yes, um, uh, one related to the rationale for seeking approval for our vancomycin kit, um, we, we are also working on getting the rest of our portfolio approved as well. And so many of them are in various stages of development or engagement with the FDA. And so whether it's our current portfolio or some emerging products that we have, We actually have a total of about four right now that are actively in the phases of either FDA filings or or development, Um, and we have a couple of more that we want to introduce to the pipeline later this year.
1: Well, that's just wonderful news. And Dr. Mooney, thank you for providing our global listeners with the positive news. And at this time, we are going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, Dr. Mooney will be discussing what is ahead for Qtis Pharma and how patients and healthcare providers can learn more about their new product for VANC, the newly FDA-approved vancomycin oral solution. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To help support the C-Diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free one 844 4 c That's 1-844-367-2343. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Handwashing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, Number one in infection prevention. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala.
1: Welcome back to the program and we thank our listeners joining us today. It's a great pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Dr. Neil I. Mooney, MD, MPH, President and CEO of Cutis Pharma. He joins us today to discuss FurVanc, the newly FDA approved Vancomycin Oral Solution. Welcome back to the program, Dr. Mooney. Thank you. You're welcome, and we are so grateful that you're here today. And Doctor, could you please tell us on how did Cutis Pharma become interested in C diff awareness? Well,
2: it, with the launch of our first Vancomycin kit, um, which was in early twenty fourteen. It didn't take long before we really started getting enthusiastic feedback from pharmacists and physicians about the availability of the kit, the affordability of the kit, and through that, in our team's engagement with with key leaders in the pharmacy, physician, patient communities about C. diff, we became just very, very well aware of the unmet needs and, um, frankly, a surprise to us, I'll be honest with you, the fact that... Uh, needs for an affordable vancomycin therapy were there, one would not have thought about this. Thinking that vancomycin is generic, it's easily available, it shouldn't be an issue, but the fact remains and continues to that affordability and accessibility are are key things and key unmet needs and, and, and making awareness Um, With respect to C. diff, which if you look at its mortality and morbidity rivals that of of many, many other conditions that that certainly have a lot greater awareness, it really made us very passionate about the cause and and, and thrilled that we could be a, a small part, but a part of helping make therapies more available. Uh, affordable for patients that need that. And um, you know, our continued engagement these past three and a half years, now that we have had a product on the market uh, for C. diff and, and engaging clinical uh, uh, thought leaders, it really just drives our interest in continuing to support increasing that awareness because we hear of the stories. We, we have patients that we connect with that reach out to us to, to share their stories about how this therapy has helped them or um, uh, stories about their family. And it's just so compelling to hear that and and the unmet needs and and just the high degree of mortality, morbidity. And through the efforts of of your foundation and and increasing the awareness, I think that definite headway is being made uh, significant over the past few years. But just to get that awareness out there to make others realize that just what an impact a disease such as C. diff or an infection, I should say, a C. diff can have on patients.
1: Exactly. It, impact, it impacts not just patients, the family. Um, and it's just devastating. And you're right. And we are so glad that QDIS Pharma and your, you and your colleagues became interested in it. And, Doctor, what led you to partner and QDIS Pharma to partner with the C.D.I.F. Foundation?
2: It, it didn't take long after our launch or during the launch of our first vancomycin kit and engaging with pharmacists, patients. Um, and caregivers to start becoming aware um, of the great work uh, that the CETA Foundation has been doing recently and um, its mission and its goal. And, you know, if you, you go back to where we were just a couple of years ago, we were certainly a much smaller, a small company like ours, uh, and um, so our outreach was fairly limited, but by virtue of us seeking approval for Furbank and, and having the benefit of, of greater numbers of, of pharmacists using our products, we finally started to have some resources where we could connect it. And of course, as, as you know, the rest is history. We connected with you uh, this past year and, and have become more involved with respect to uh, the foundation and the foundation's mission. And we're absolutely thrilled. Thrilled to be a partner um, and, and, and have our team, too, uh, That a team that's able to engage and, and hopefully continue a partnership um, of engagement to continue to drive awareness in the community.
1: Um, thank you, Doctor. We greatly appreciate that. And we really appreciate you and QDIS Pharma and your team and colleagues standing with us and taking our mission and moving it forward. And that's a big, a big feat. So we thank you for that.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: And, Doctor, what can the clinical and patient advocacy community do to help ensure the patients that they have access to this therapy?
2: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly an important question for us. Um, there, and, you know, I think one of the things, it's the sort of the flip side of us being responsible with our pricing in terms of making sure that, these, uh, that this product, FurVank, is affordable for patients. what it it means is we don't have the big advertising or sales budgets that big drug companies do to market. Um, You know, we we have a limited presence and we'll try our best with the resources we have, but it's essential um, to to partner with the community and and hopefully through word of mouth and awareness and making others aware of the product, that its availability, that for us will be a crucial to the success of, of making sure that the community is aware of, of our product. Um, you know, we, we can't do it. Certainly a small company like ours, uh, we have about uh, 45 employees currently. We don't have the ability to reach every pharmacist and every uh, patient and, and, and every physician nationwide. And so with the small presence that we have, um, we, we definitely value any benefit um, of engaging the community and and having the community hopefully help us to make sure that the awareness of this product is is, is disseminated.
1: And so it will be. And (laughs) doctor, that's one thing we all do together. And we will (laughs) definitely raise awareness of the Fervenc and your products and Qtis Pharma. And we just want to know one more thing before we close the program is what is ahead for Qtis Pharma?
2: Well, our hope certainly is that by having FurVac available and launching that, we can continue our plans to to bring more FDA-approved therapies uh, to patients, um, as well as to continue to build our compounding kit portfolio. And we've undergone uh, a significant effort to try to start bringing some key functions in-house. We actually manufacture Furbank ourselves, which is a big effort for us the past two to three years to to bring manufacturing to our facility, to build that team. And so we we look at continued growth along those lines, as well as building out our R&D team to continue to bring science and innovation um, to this area, which is, is a small niche of the pharmaceutical industry, but certainly one where there's a high degree of unmet need.
1: Okay, and doctor, before we close the program, do you have any closing comments and uh, can you provide the contact information for our patients and uh, the pharmacist and healthcare community to reach you?
2: Sure, sure. So I certainly have been uh, thrilled to be a part of your program today and it's been a pleasure and really appreciate uh, your granting me the opportunity to be able to share with you something that we're just, we're very excited about. It's um, you know, we had the, the approval of, of Furbank for us. It, it's a validation. It, it's a culmination of sorts of, of the years of effort and, and the dedication and passion that the team has had to continue to provide value and innovate uh, originally and in compounding now, taking things out of compounding. And so I, I thank you very much. Um, and suspension beforehand, it's, we can't do it ourselves. Um, you know, we, we are committed to continuing to keep our products affordable. And with that, it's, it's almost a partnership with the community to help us to, to make sure that the availability um, of that is out there. And in terms of contact information, I certainly thank you for, for asking that. I think the easiest way would be, um, if anyone's interested in our product, uh, whether it's FurBank or the rest of our portfolio, to go to our website, um, Cutispharma. C-U-T-I-S-P-H-A-R-M-A dot com. And it, it provides a good amount of detail over our products as well as specific contact information for those who would like to engage members of our team.
1: Absolutely. We thank you so much, Dr. Mooney. And we thank you for being here and and for the information you provided us. It's a wealth of information everyone can benefit from worldwide. So we thank you again for joining us today. And we are grateful for QDIS Pharma's dedication in maintaining safety and saving lives. We applaud you and the QDIS Pharma organization for the continued efforts and also for achievements made in the C. diff community. We welcome FirVanc, the newly FDA-approved vancomycin organization, Oral solution. We thank everyone for joining us today on CDIP Sports, a more global broadcasting network. Please join us every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, with our guests always eager to discuss up to date information focused yet not limited to CDIP is infection prevention, treatments, clinical studies, environmental safety, and much more. Thank you so much for joining us. This is your host, Nancy Corrala. As, as we say, and on close the program,